You're listening to The Fashion Detour, a show that provides insights into the minds of creatives within the fashion industry. My name is Michal Goldfein, and I'm sitting down with the creators to talk about their processes, their inspirations, and lessons they've learned along the way. Hi, everyone. I am thrilled because this week we have a special guest. Her name is Lavana Idlis, and she is the founder and designer of Powder Couture. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. What an introduction. Um, Yeah, (laughs) founder and designer of Powder Couture, my baby, my life project these days um yes and and i just wanted to uh fill our listeners in a little bit um on how first of all amazing the gowns are that you design at powder couture uh i what i what really resonates with me is that they're just like straight off the bat gorgeous couture um really you know different and and just more interesting silhouettes that I just think, you know, are beautiful, are really beautiful. So thank Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Sure. My pleasure. My pleasure. You know, I'm glad you were able to like encapsulate what my collection is about. Yeah. That's, you know, it talks for itself. That's good. (laughs) So what inspired you to start your brand? So I was always really passionate about fashion. I can remember like sitting in grade three, just drawing gowns with like, all my you know all my colored pencils and i was just always drawing dresses mostly gowns and i've always loved fashion and i didn't think at the time that fashion was an option like how many people do you know that are you know making dresses and creating gowns and working in fashion people are mostly just have regular jobs um so when i went to university i I went for unrelated degree, but I had the option to go to FIT for a minor. So that was like my side fun uh, part of thing. And I focused on fashion at FIT and that was like amazing. And after graduation, I actually had a friend's wedding and I'm like, why not make my, my own gown? I love creating gowns. I love making gowns. And I had at a, at a time access to like a factory that could do something for me. So I designed it and I got it made and I was like, that's easy. So the next time a friend had a wedding, I was like, let me make the gown for you. And then I just ended up reaching out to people in the community and I'm like, can I be your gown consultant? I'll tell you what looks good on you and I'll get your gown made. Um, so I did that and then I was still looking for like a real job at the time. And, uh, we had people that knew people that basically were looking for an assistant designer in Manhattan and they saw what I was doing and they're like, why don't you come be an assistant designer for us? And I went and there, I really learned everything. They were creating, um, clothing for women and they sold to like Bloomingdale's and Saks. And it was like really a big brand and I really I'm so thankful I learned everything from fitting and creating and um, making patterns and all the things, merchandising, the production, pricing. So I really learned everything as an assistant designer. Um, Then I went on to become a child designer, children's clothing designer. Um, And then I got married Mm -hmm. and I went back to gowns and I did my gowns for my wedding and for my sisters. And I was like, this is what I want to (laughs) do. I don't want to do like, you know, other 
uh, like everyday pieces. I love gowns and I'm very lucky. I had a very supportive husband and he's like, listen, if this is what you want, if this is what you love, do it. And he really pushed me from like, okay, drive down the street, go find the spot. We'll open you up a place. Go to the show, go get pieces. And yeah, that's, that's, that's an amazing happens. story. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. It, it's just, it, it's just coming from like this whole place where like my whole life, I thought it wouldn't be possible. Like it wasn't a thing. I didn't even think it was a thing, you know? And yeah, now I'm I here. Uh, do you feel like it was harder, um, you know, growing up and being part of a Jewish community, like to break into that, uh, you know, to that world? Not necessarily, because I've never seen my religion as stopping me for anything. Um, not where I come from or anything. It's just around me. It wasn't something people were doing. And funny enough, the people I went to work with in the, in the city in Manhattan went with my first real fashion job, we're Jewish. And, um, and I've, I have an uncle who like, who sold like dresses and I'm originally from France and like a lot of people in France, like, uh, you know, Le Sentier. So it's mostly Jews that own it. Mm. So I don't think being a Jewish woman stopped me from doing that. It's just, I didn't think you know, that it could be possible for you, that right. it could be right. possible for me. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure it's, it, it's, it, I know how you feel though, because, uh, you know, I kind of had the same kind of feeling when I was, when I went to my undergrad and I really wanted to go into fashion actually. And I was very passionate about it. And I started out a little bit doing the buying for, um, like an evening wear store mm -hmm. and brand. But I just, for me, I had already, got married and I already had like one or two kids and I just felt like it was too hard for me to get into that space like at that point in my life um mm -hmm. so that's why it's, I tried to, it's yeah. a very cutthroat um space the fashion space and you really have to carve yourself into it like you have to be strong in who you are and what you are because there's a lot going on in the fashion space and I'm like trying to put it into words for people that don't understand what it is. Like there is, like you're saying, the buying, there's like the whole side of like creating the gown. And then there's the buyers that come in and they're treated like so nicely by the people making the gowns. And it's just such a different world. Like you walk into FIT, it's like a crazy world. And you're like, is this my world? Is this something I can do? You know, it's like all these like super creative people and super like, not in your world, really. I like. I understand what you're saying, right? Yes, very and very driven, and you're kind of like, oh my god, it's intimidating. I'm sure it's intimidating, and yeah, like you said, you're you have to find your place, and I clearly you did. So thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm happy I did. I I've always been um, into just being myself, and then this is who I am. Because I've been through, I, I grew up in France and then I went to Canada and then I came to the States. So I've been through a lot of places and I wasn't going to like become a chameleon, like just become a, a different person every time. So I was just like, this is who I came, where I came from. This is who I was and this is who I am now. And this is who I am later. I'm always going to be the same person. So that really helped me like shape me like this is a strong person that I am. And this is my vision and I'm just going to carry it through. So what is your inspiration behind your brand and your what is that um i guess what's your aesthetic of your wedding gowns how i mean your gowns in general 
So the aesthetic of my gowns, really, I want to make sure they're like timeless and beautiful. I coming as a French woman, so I, I mentioned it a few times, but I'm just going to say it. So I was born in Paris. Um, when I was about 14, I moved to Montreal, Canada, and then I went to university in the States. Um, but really, like, I feel in terms of fashion, I feel like it shaped me from zero to 14. It, it really shaped me. And, um, the French woman is always like, if you Google anything, like dress like a French woman, they tell you, oh, take classic pieces and then just, you know, two pairs of two pairs of pants or a skirt and then like five tops and just pair it together differently with a different scarf. So I really want to create this like elegance that's like timeless, they can wear again, that that's kind of easy. And it's not it's elegant and not over the top. Like you don't need to have a lot of bows and you don't need to have a lot of beading. When I make again, I always tell people it needs to be very aesthetically pleasing. It needs to have one focal point and it needs to have a clean silhouette. That means I'm not going to, you know, if you want beading on the waist, I'm not also going to put beading on the hand and beading on the sleeves because the eye, it's like in marketing. If you make an ad, the ad needs to go straight to the point. If you're making a gown for a person, there needs to be one focal point. If they're looking all over the place, they're kind of going to be confused and the dress is going to take over. And my goal is really for the dress to make you focus on the person that's inside. And you can really tell when the person wears a beautiful gown that they're shining out of it. Like you could be like, okay, this dress is you, like your face is just glowing in it. And really for me, the focal point, like this, like I said, is just, is just the person. And um, one big thing when I created my brand is my grandmother always says, like, if you ask her, like, is my dress pretty? She'll always be like, oh, your dress is gorgeous. But like, it's a percha. Like in Spanish, it's like, it's the hanger. Like, okay, you dress pretty, but like the hanger, the person inside of it is the person carrying it nicely. So that really like also carries me through of like, make sure that like, the inner beauty is revealed. Yes. And I think they always say that like you shouldn't the dress, um, you know, shouldn't you shouldn't be the person you should see the person first, in a way, you yeah. know, and then yeah, the, you should carry the dress, the dress shouldn't carry exactly, exactly. And I 100% I, I agree that and that's something that I love about your gowns is that I mean, they're so unique, but it's kind of like you like you said it, you know, you pick that focal point and um you know what you don't need to have like volume on the top and volume on the bottom and like that's just it goes you know then it just becomes like you said it just it doesn't it's have kind of a costume yeah yeah definitely so you have a comprehensive collection that ranges from custom gowns and bridesmaids dresses rental gowns and a ready-to-wear collection can you describe the different aspects of your brand Sure. So it could seem a little confusing, but really it, there's like an order to the madness because everyone will come in their store looking for something uh, different. They'll be like, listen, it's for my son's bar mitzvah, but I'm making a small party or it's my daughter's wedding and she's my only daughter and I want something. Wow. So we have um, different collections. So we have the first one is designer pieces. Uh, we have designers we work closely with that are um, top of the line, but they're more like uh, boutique designers. Do you not going to find them in Saks. You're not going to find them in all the big stores, but they're very like couture and very niche and they only sell to boutiques. And we work closely with them and they make everything modest for us. So we don't build up anything. Um, and they could change the color. They could really custom make it and play around with it. But 
it's designer pieces and it's going to bring in a different flavor uh, according to each designer. That's for the gowns. Then we have designer dresses, also some Canadian, uh, some Canadian designers, some Italian designers, and uh, all of them have like, you know, a unique flavor and uh, beautiful quality, etc. Then there is my collection because I love designing and I just couldn't hold back and have just designer pieces. And um, I started with doing uh, custom gowns, very high end, beautiful custom gowns. And I usually bring one to three samples and I could remake it in different colors, different sizes and really play around with it. If Let's say someone likes the top of a gown and the bottom of the other gown or likes the bottom of the gown and has an idea for the top, I could really play around with that. Um, and then we have my latest collection, which is a ready to wear collection. And I realized it's not as a high end. It looks high end, but the prices is like more affordable because we had friends and cousins and aunts who came in. And they're like, listen, I haven't been shopping for like 10 weeks for that wedding because it's just my friend. Um, and I need a gown, but I don't want like super overly beaded. Um, do you have something? And it was kind of hard to find a collection like this. That's something I created. And most of the designs are like under a thousand dollars. They're timeless pieces you could wear again. Um, and yeah. And then we have rentals. A lot of people, mostly I do rentals for kids and teens, uh, because adults will end up wearing it again because they tend to be the same size. And, um, we really play around and, and do, uh, beautiful and really cool designs for kids and teens. Wow. I know it's, so we, it's amazing. It's really like you cater to so many different types of clientele. And um, it's nice that, you know, someone could just come and know, okay, there's going to be something for me here, right? That's, that's really what we're trying to do. And, and I don't, I don't think I mentioned it, but we also like custom custom. So if someone has a vision and they saw something and they, they really, they really have that vision, we'll make it happen for them. So you have all kinds of like inspiration and, and everything. And yeah, we create for everyone. Like, and, and it's such a good feeling when you see someone and, and you're able to like pinpoint their personality. It's, it's more, it's more about people's personality than their age or their weight or their size or whatever. And, and you're able to see who they are and pick the perfect piece or make the perfect piece for them. So one of the pieces that I love, um, is your Gabrielle gown with the pearled mm -hmm. sleeves in black. So it's yeah. very chic and timeless. What was the inspiration behind this piece? So this one is actually a really cool piece. And we actually created a custom for a customer um, the first, the very first time. And it was more of a puffy gown and we were, but she wanted it like all in black and very simple, but we wanted to add something. So we added those gorgeous sleeves and um, she ended up wearing it. And then someone else who saw her at the wedding wanted it remade in navy. And then by word of mouth, we remade it, we made it a few times, but it was more gown-like and, and puffy. And then I've always loved those sleeves. So when I made my ready-to-wear collection, I said, this is the perfect sleeves, but I remade it with the simple silhouette. Um, it doesn't have a waist. It's like full princess seams and it looks beautiful. I've had two people wearing it recently. So Dvorah Schwartz in the wet in the music video for Bonilla and she wore like a 12 and it, it fit her like a glove and it was very flattering. And then I had Isha Style also who wore it in the zero and it also fit her like gloves. So it's like those pearl sleeves are a statement. And then I created a silhouette that's just like perfect for any size as well. And so you said it's, uh, has 
princess uh, seams. So yeah. that means there's no waste, right? No waste. Yeah. No waistband. And it just goes all the way from the top straight down. Yes. And I do think that that's, that could be, uh, you know, like you said, very flattering for different, you know, body types, um, which is, which is really great. And the next question I have is a very tough one to ask any designer, but do you have some favorite gowns from your collection? I do. I do. Okay. So first of all, they're all my favorites. <laughs> but as time goes on, you know, you get the feeling for some that you're just like, this I would always pick out of my collection. I'll, I'll just never get bored of it. Um, so one of them is my, is a powder um, piece. So it's like, um, it's my design collection, but like the higher one. And it's the simple crepe skirt that's like high-waisted. And it has this like beautiful French lace top with the scallop from the neck and, and a ruffle across the bust, like a pleated tool ruffle across the bust. And then we did like a little beaded detail and a ribbon on the shoulder. It's just like, it has this like gorgeous, magnificent structure. And it's like, it's light, but dramatic, but not too much. <laughs> so that's number one. Um, the other one is from my Gabrielle collection. It's the porcelain print. It's those um, blue flowers on a white background. And I created the print. I picked the colors. I picked the fabric. And it basically encapsulates my whole collection that has... Um, it reminds me of my childhood summers. I spent my summers in the south of France. So like this whole Mediterranean beachy summer vibe. Um, that's like one of my favorite dresses. And then um, for my designer pieces, I love the Rick Ray short dresses. He's an Italian designer that creates a lot of lace pieces. They're just like so soft. And um, all of them are really timeless. It's things that I would have in my closet and I would wear from one year to the next and just it's things that yeah that I love these are my favorites <laughs> wow so so you let's go through it a little bit one by one so we've got yes. the powder the powder collection that's your yeah. um more more high-end you would say um your design mm -hmm. your that you've designed um yeah. then you have your um Gabrielle collection that's the ready to wear yeah and then the the rest would be pieces that designer pieces that you bring in right uh-huh yeah correct 100 okay great amazing so actually you brought up the gabrielle porcelain print gown which mm -hmm. um you were saying i i saw it as like the type of gown that you could really wear to any occasion like for example and any venue for that matter like a either if it's like a simple like beach or garden wedding or event or even in a in a hall ceremony where do you see someone wearing the porcelain print gown so actually like you i see it kind of worn anywhere um like i said i wanted to create this collection to be kind of like timeless and can be worn anytime anywhere um and i also created it in short and long so i could see it worn at weddings at cocktails at like at a garden party, um, a backyard wedding, <laughs> now that we're here, you know, a beach wedding. <laughs> and I've had people buying it as bridesmaids gowns. So like their bridesmaids wear it. Um, and then I've had people just wearing it as like a sister of the bride or like as the aunt. It's really like you could wear it anytime, anywhere, whichever person you are. It's just like a very, um, it has like this pop to it and the softness to it that kind of like makes it go anywhere. 
And do you recommend, like, let's say someone buys the the gown, right? Mm-hmm. Would you recommend them, like, let's say afterwards, they now want to wear it to like a friend's wedding, and they just want to wear it short? Do you recommend that they that they could get it shortened? Sure, sure. So we have like a short version already, but if they bought the long version, they could very easily shorten it and would look very good as well. And they could wear it, yeah. Okay, so that that is that is definitely great. And in terms of like other beautiful ones are like the the pleated chiffon and lace gown from your Gabrielle collection. I think it's like oh, so classic. So the one to- with the pearl sleeves and like it has a side pleat insert. No, I'm think I'm looking at the. Uh, it's like it comes in a blush color almost, like a. It's it's oh that pleated chiffon. chiffon. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Also, that one's very nice. This one also, I created a few pieces like this in the collection that I just think are just the perfect bridesmaids dresses or like the perfect like easy dresses to wear for a wedding, but they're like already modest and already easy to wear. And they're not I, like that word. Sometimes people don't like that word, like bridesmaid's dress. Cause I think as a bridesmaid, people always think like, oh my gosh, like the, the horrors like this, because <laughs> traditionally like a bridesmaid's dress sometimes is not like so flattering or anything like that, but these are not at all um, like that. So, you know. Yeah. Bridesmaids for me means if you're not the mother or the sister, but you need to be part of the wedding party. Yes. Yes. That that would be it. And and I have this collection so that it looks good. It's not just like, oh my gosh, I have to go pick a dress off the rack. But like my budget is only this. So you end up with like an ugly polyester dress that you have to like make work and wear a shell underneath. And you're just like, okay, I dressed up in a gown. Are you happy now? No, that's not what we want. We want everyone to look good. And, you know, we made those pieces with everyone in the wedding party in mind for them to look amazing and you have your uh another gabrielle gown which is the black gown i think you were describing it before black gown with the sleeves pearls and the side pleated insert which Mm -hmm. is such a unique detail that that pleated insert i really love that um what went what was the inspiration behind this so i actually created something a little similar for my sister's wedding um last year and it had also like a sleeve that had a huge pleat coming from it but on one side it had that pleated insert and I thought that's like super cool and but I wanted to make it a little more simple so I put it in a more simple dress and I figured that insert could be really flattering to any size it, it so you have the dress that's very nice but then you have like that fun pleat on the side that you feel like you're wearing a gown because it's going to be like flowy and nice but it's not going to be overpowering so Tell me a little bit more about your, um, I know you have your ready to wear dresses that go up to size 16. Um, mm-hmm. And you obviously make custom gowns and dresses that could be done in any size and style. So how yeah. important is size inclusivity to you and your brand? I think it's extremely important. Uh, I think if I was only creating zero to four, first of all, I wouldn't have any customers. Um, but I think I don't see people as sizes. I really see people as personality and I see them as, you know, as a beautiful human being in themselves. And, and for me, it's very hard when someone's sitting there and they look beautiful to me and they're like, Oh, I'm just going to lose weight. I'm like, you don't need to lose weight. You're beautiful the way you are. And, and you know, like people would just take off a rib to look skinnier, but they could look beautiful and in a gown if we find the right silhouette. So, so I don't mind making any size. 
as long as I can make the person looking beautiful. So yeah, that's that's my view on size inclusivity. I don't think I would ever say like, oh, I'm sizeive, like specifically as like, oh, I'm plus size also because for me it's I I just want to make everyone beautiful. So come in and we'll just take your custom measurements and and we'll make you we'll make you again accordingly. Yes. And you don't want you don't want to label anything. It's not like like you said, you know. I think that that's um that's really special. Really really special. Yeah. And what I about mean, your uh and and for example like your uh side ruffle crepe dress. It's just so beautiful. It's so elegant. I love like I I think you do know how to play a lot with the with the silhouette like you said like to um I think is that is that something was that intentional to like Sometimes 100%. The second someone tries on a, a dress, I'm trying to explain them how like, oh, you see the lines go here. So basically your eye goes there. I have a degree in marketing also. So for me, I was saying earlier, the, the most important thing is where the eye goes and how the silhouette is structured. So when I look at, a, at the gown, my first thing is like, I want to see what the eyes right away. I'm not going to be busy oh you know like how people turn around the mirror oh if she looks sideways in this angle i look a little no i want the body to be cut beautifully from the first look and a beautiful silhouette that's going to be very uh flattering so yes whether it's creating inserts on the sides like one of my gabrielle pieces a navy one and pleated chiffon has like lace um lace cutouts on the waist so that really brings in the the waist and it also goes up to size 16. So that would be really like flattering for any size. Um, or like the white ruffle, the white dress with the ruffle on the sides, it really cuts the silhouette in half because you have that ruffle going there and you really don't see the other side of the dress. Um, so yeah, I, I love playing around with silhouettes. So can, let, describe for me a little bit the custom dress service that you provide. Like walk, can you walk me through it a little bit when someone comes in and says, can you make a custom gown for me? So there's two kinds of people that say, can you make a custom gown for me? There's the people that just, you know, want to change around the color or whatever, and they don't really have an inspiration. So these kind of people, they need to try on a lot of things they ha you have in the store. They want to see what looks good on them. And then we could do semi-custom, like take something that's in the store and kind of modify it for them. And then you have people, well, like me, maybe you, um, but who have a vision. And if you have a vision, I'll be so happy to sit down with you. Be like, okay, what's your inspiration? Show me your inspiration pictures. Tell me what you have in mind. And then we'll go over. I'm going to sketch over for them. I'm going to sketch things for them. And, and uh, we'll play around with the colors. We'll, we have swatches in the store. We'll hold up swatches to their face. And we'll really create that vision and make we can make a dress from scratch. Um, and that that's a lot of fun. So like I said, semi-custom um we could base it on things in the store or completely custom according to people's vision and in terms of the rental gowns on the mm -hmm. do do people what happens like if someone rents the gown but they're you know they need a they need a hem it or anything like that how does that work so when i do rentals i could do custom to rent and i'll do they'll go through the same exact process as someone who would do a custom gown um, so that's if they're doing a custom rental and I'll hem it, I'll, I'll do everything to it. I'm just not going to change the design too much, um, in that custom rental because it's just, it's a rental after all. Uh, if they're renting from a gown that was in there also, I'm also to, um, to offer the services to hem it 
and um, and do everything to it because after all they're coming to me and and I consider myself high end and I want to give a good service of the person coming out with a dress that's fitted for them their size their personality and everything and I don't want anyone coming out looking with something ill-fitted or not perfect so that's part of my uh perfectionism I guess but it's it's worth it Yes. And so it's just good to know that, um, you know, if you're renting a gown and you're coming in, they know like, you know, you're gonna, you have, um, you know, tailors that could, like you said, make it, make it like it's for them, you know, like they feel like I'm, you know, this gown was made for me, but I'm also renting it. So it's yeah. definitely a great service. Sure, yeah. I mean, everyone deserves to feel beautiful and, and they're, they are spending money, whether they're renting or buying. So I don't see why they should have any less of a service. Your gowns and your evening wear, they're, they're couture, they're dramatic, they're refined, and they exude class. It's, it's a, it's a definitely a, a big feat that you've accomplished. And I'm curious, what does, mo how does modesty play into all of that? So for me, it was always about design first, and then modesty is an afterthought. But it's not modesty is an afterthought, and I'll just design something and then stick on sleeve. It's just I want um, the person to first see the gown and be like, "Wow, that gown is beautiful," and then like do a double take and be like, "Oh my gosh, it's also modest. It's also like it's also really great. Like, how did you find a gown that looks so good and that's also modest?" Where so many of us are like. We're used to like modest being very shabby and very ill-fitted and, and, you know, and I, I really, for me, style and modesty go hand in hand. You just, you, you want it to look beautiful and you want to feel beautiful in it. Um, and, and I think the person wearing it should look like, like a gorgeous woman. And then, and then they should look like, okay, I'm also a woman of faith. I'm also a woman who, who needs to stick to certain principles and whatever. And, and people are going to be respected for that, for, you know, for being able to be so refined in every aspect. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think, like you said, um, I, I think when you look at your gowns, you really do see that it's like, whoa, that's a gorgeous gown. And then you do a double take. You're like, wait a minute. You know, it's, it doesn't even like, you don't even think that it, you don't look, think about it. You don't look at it and say, oh, there's the modesty. Like, oh, it's a modest gown. No, you look at it, it's a gorgeous gown. And then you're like, wow, ooh, like it's, and it's, and it's modest too. So that I think is very special in the fashion industry. Um, I mean, I'm used to like, I mean, I remember the days when we had to put shells under everything and that was just like such a, a killer, but I think you take yeah. it way beyond that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I use shells only. It's a trick. I'm not against shells. I don't use it to add sleep, but I use it for like to keep gowns light. So if I want a gown to be very light, then like, let's say it's very ethereal, I'll make it like a little softer with like almost no lining and then just stick a shell underneath. So it looks like almost like not skin like, but it has like that gorgeous fit of like a soft, soft dress. It's not like, oh, it's a heavy gown. You know, it has sleeves and it has this. It has like the whole softness throughout and weight and then lightness and, and then design. And in terms of, I, nowadays women and men, they're accomplishing so much regardless of their age. Do you think that age should define a woman's style? Never, ever, ever. Um, I have so many people that come and they're like, oh, I'm older, I'm younger. Is this appropriate for my age? I tell people it's not about age. It's about your personality. 
what like who are you how do you carry yourself some people are older and they're very fun and they need a fun gown some people are younger but they're more like classy refined and they want like something a little more simpler so it's always going to be about personality it's never going to be about age for me and definitely i mean now it's like you know 60 is the new 40 or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm it's true about. yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think i think people are are much more um, accomplished. So they feel a lot more like themselves these days. So they, and they have a lot more opportunity to express themselves in the way that they like. And we should definitely carry this through fashion. Yes. And uh, I mean, what I do, what about, what about confidence? And what about, you know, how do you feel about um, self-confidence and style? And I mean, obviously, inner beauty is the most important thing. Um, But how do you think style can, you know, if a woman feels good in the dress that she's wearing, can that help her feel self-confident? Yes. So self-confidence is a very, very big one for me. I see so many women passing through my store and just looking at themselves and and kind of like berating themselves. Oh, I don't look good. I don't look good. I don't know. I need to lose weight. I need to do this. And I feel like self-confidence is is the, the first step to anything before getting dressed. You just need to feel good like with yourself, like you need to accept yourself. Feeling good is one thing. You need to accept yourself as you are and and know you're a beautiful person. And that's not going to come necessarily from getting a nice dress. People could be wearing the nicest dresses, but it needs to match their inside. They need to feel really beautiful for themselves. And and I really try, I have like a, um, I have a sign store, something about inner beauty, but I forgot what it is. (laughs) So that's not going to help. Um, but no, people really need to feel beautiful. And, and when they stand in my store, that I really try to take the inner beauty. I really try to focus on their personality to see what their inside is and what we can take out that's beautiful from the inside. If I see they're like a more like tame down girl or a little more like, you know, like soft, then I'll give them a soft dress, like a little more um, low-key dress, like something a little simpler. So they find their inside and their outside. Yes, yes. Because you can't, you know, they you don't want them to come out thinking like they're someone who they're not, you know? You want the dress to reflect, like you said, their personality. Yeah, I mean, if, if they would, it would clash and they wouldn't feel comfortable in the dress. Do you have any tips or advice uh, for women out there? on gaining self-confidence? It's a lifelong work, but I, I think it starts with accepting yourself and as typical as it sounds, just telling yourself you're beautiful. And if that doesn't work, tell your daughter and friends around you that they're beautiful. Um, you know, and because beauty is really there. It's not just about the look. It's just, it's it's about, you know, the things you're doing, um, the beliefs you have, the, the way, you're talking and there's a lot of beauty in each of us and and accepting this beauty that we have regardless of the look of the outside world is really um going to make a difference so accepting yourself and seeing yourself as a person of worth like as a person that has a lot of worth that's worth a lot and and once you see that you're you're going to be able to like really shine out and you're going to be able to like grow and and give more of what you have and a lot of times, like, I think we're very hard on ourselves. You know, if we, like, we would, the way that we praise our friends and we give them compliments, like, I think that that's how we should be with ourselves. You know, we should, like you said it, and 
I think that it, it makes a lot of sense to me, especially because I have some teenage daughters. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm always saying to them, like, you know, I try to, like, say, like, oh, that was so what you did, that was, you know, that was so kind, or I, I you know, I, you're, you know, I love, you, you know, like, complimenting more, you know, like, their, you know, uh, their, yeah, their, their, their actions rather than what they look like exactly or, you know, yeah i mean i i've seen like i said it's very important to see how you talk to people i've seen mothers coming in with teenagers and telling them oh you really need a minimizer or you really need a bow or you really need to lose weight and the girls really don't they're like beautiful healthy um strong girls and the mothers talking like this is obviously coming from a place of of lack of confidence in themselves that they're reflecting on their daughters. So by being careful about what you're saying and holding yourself back from saying these kind of things, it's it's a inner work as well. And then you're not transmitting that to the next generation or to the people around you. It's not easy. That's for sure. You know, it is. It's really, you know, it's something that um, I think like we're all working on every day. Yeah. You need to be very conscious of it every day. Like I have a three-year-old daughter and, and last week she tells me, mommy, you're skinny. And I'm like, where did she hear that? I don't talk about skinny or fat in my house. So I said, no, I'm beautiful. I don't know if that's the right answer. But then she tells me, oh, I'm skinny. I'm like, no, you're beautiful. It has nothing to do with your skinny or, or whatever, you know, it's, beauty is beauty. Yeah. So in terms of your your brand, Powder Couture, what what would you like women to know that they might not know about your brand? So um, the first thing, and I think we we just covered that, is that um, I have a goal of like revealing your inner beauty. So if you really want something that matches you, I think we're the right place to go to something that's that's going to be you. Um, I'm not, and you've seen my collection and anyone who's listening to this can go on our website. I don't offer the same typical silhouettes and, and A-line dresses with beautiful fabric that every other store out there is providing. I really try to have a lot of choices for different silhouettes and different sizes. And um, also, if you do come into our store, our samples are bigger sizes so anyone can try them on. And... Um, We'll, we'll work with you. It's, um, I think we've talked a lot about what my yes. brand is, but it's, it's, um, we're really there for you. We're not there just to like churn out gowns. We're there to make sure everyone feels beautiful in what they're wearing. And we're more of a boutique, but, um, that's because we want to give individual service to every person. What are your goals for the future of your brand? So I've actually been working really hard on a website. Um, I, it came out during the pandemic. I launched it. Um, and I really want to take it online to reach more people, uh, to bring beauty further in the modest world. And yeah, I want to reach more people all over the United States, all over the world. And, um, really to show people that anyone that wants to be modest, that it's more about, you know, um, being yourself and not about being covered up. So let's, I would like, I would love for our listeners to know. So you have a store location. Um, Where is your store located? So my store is located in Muncie, um, in Maine, Muncie. And uh, we have a nice, cute, small little boutique. And you come in, we have couches 
and uh, a nice fitting room and it's by appointment and we'll sit down with you and help you out with anything that you need when you call we kind of like walk you through a few questions how much time do you have before your wedding uh or your event or whatever and and what are you looking for what's your budget so we know exactly what to show you like and if you have specific pieces that you want to try and we'll take them out before you come in so we really give this in boutique service yes and you have an amazing website, powdercouture.com. Yeah. Um, and I think like, it's so hard. You can't even explain like the gorgeous gowns that you have on there. <laughs> I think like it needs to be visually. Go check it out. Yes, exactly. Everyone should go check them out. Um, and I really thank you so much. Lavana, for joining me on this, uh, you know, on this episode and just sharing your inspiration. And I just think that. Um, I'm very excited for the future of your brand. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And I'm very excited for it as well. And I hope that we grow and inspire more people with everything. And if anyone has any questions on my website, you could like there's a chat with us button. You can reach me on WhatsApp uh, with any questions that anyone has. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm excited to keep on helping people feel beautiful. Yes. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Amen to that. And and they can also see you on Instagram, right? Yeah, my Instagram, we post all the time. We have all our dresses. Most of the dresses, it's click to shop. You post, you click on the picture, you can see the price, you can shop it. Um, we're on stories. We were everywhere. <laughs> wow, so exciting. Thank you so much again. My pleasure. Thank you so much to you. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Fashion Detour. I'm available for personal styling and personal shopping. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can always reach out to me through my email, michal at thefashiondetour.com. And on Instagram, you're welcome to direct message me at The Fashion Detour for any of your shopping and styling needs and questions. Thank you so much and have a great week. i
break it down to you and me uptown dancing all around till the disco ball pops but i have to be me and everyone can see 